Did you know that each episode of the Digital Irresistible podcast is recorded on video? You can access the video by clicking the episode notes on your podcast player. Scroll to the bottom of the notes and click on the video link. Or just visit the iCore YouTube channel. You're listening to the Digitally Irresistible podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people. Brought to you by iCore. Each episode features someone who sheds a little more light on the ins and outs of delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. And now, here's today's guest. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Today's guest is Laura Putnam. Welcome, Laura. So good to be here, Bernie. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you, Laura. Laura, you are the CEO and founder of Motion Infusion, a San Francisco-based well-being provider. Your company is merging evidence-based methodologies from the field of wellness with best practices from the field of learning and development and delivering creative solutions to address engagement, behavior change, human performance, and building healthier, happier, and more innovative organizations. Your book, Workplace Wellness That Works, has been featured by media outlets including MSNBC, Forbes, The New York Times, U.S. News and World Report, Entrepreneur, Business Insider, and NPR. Laura, you're a frequent keynote speaker, and you have worked with a range of organizations from Fortune 500s to government agencies and academic institutes to nonprofits. On this episode, Laura, I'm excited to discuss with you the impact on employees in an organization when they are in motion. But first, Laura, let's begin with your backstory. Tell us your backstory. How did you get to where you are today? Well, I like to call myself a former competitive gymnast, former professional dancer, former public policy worker, former international community organizer, former public school teacher turned movement builder in the world of health and well-being. And in particular, my work is really centered around leveraging every workplace to promote better health and well-being for our nation and even our world. Fantastic. I, lo I love the way you frame that up. I love how every one of those chapters in your background and your career really led you to, to where you are today. So let's get into it. You, you talk about organizations being in motion. What does it mean for an organization to be in motion? Well, I tell everyone that our mission at Motion Infusion is to get individuals, teams, and organizations in motion, literally, as in, please don't have a seat. We're all sitting way too much, but also figuratively, as in making change. And that's really the center of well being, is really what I characterize as closing the knowing and doing gap. We all know what we need to do to improve our health and well being, just starting with the basics eat healthy, get active, don't smoke. And yet, less than 3% of Americans do those three simple things. So the question becomes, how do we close that knowing and doing gap? And there is an opportunity to leverage every workplace to promote better health and well-being. Now, the problem is, is that 
what we have learned the hard way is that unlike the field of dreams, if you build it as in a workplace wellness program, they, as in the people that you are trying to reach, they will not necessarily come. And so when I talk about getting organizations actually in motion, it's around how do we take this really good idea, which is leveraging the workplace to promote better health and well-being, and actually get it to work where people actually participate in the programs that are offered and they are actually healthier and a little bit closer to their best selves because of those programs. Hmm. I love, I love your point about closing that knowing and doing gap. Uh, that, that's That really frames it up for me. Thank you. Put your contact center in the cloud with i -Core. We help brands reimagine their customer journey by deploying digital technology that provides personalization and automation where it matters most. Building a scalable customer experience that streamlines every customer touchpoint into a single platform. Smile with iCore. Learn more at iCore.com. Now, Laura, in your book, Workplace Wellness That Works, 10 Steps to Infuse Well-Being and Vitality into Any Organization. You break it down into three stages. And I have to tell you, I love when things are broken down into three <laughs> stages because it kind of simplifies things. And I want to I want to really unpack each one of these three stages. They are start it, build it, and make it last. So let's unpack each one of those, starting with the first one, start it. Well, the first key piece is, is to really shift our mindset from that of being an expert to being an, being an agent of change. Because the truth of the matter is that people don't get excited about yet another program, but they do get excited about feeling like that they are part of something bigger, that they're part of a movement. So how do you actually change the fabric of the organization to move beyond people feeling like that they're just part of another program or another company initiative to really feeling, feeling like they, they are part of something bigger. So this also involves really tapping into what matters most for people. People want to imagine what's possible. They want to think about what does their best self look like and how can they move closer to that? And rather than trying to frighten people into making change, which is what I see over and over again in these wellness programs, which is they measure what's wrong with people and then they expect them to get excited afterwards. And instead, how can we help people to start with what's right? And then perhaps what's most important in this initial step is that we take an honest look at the organization and start to look at the culture itself, not the programs, but the actual culture. And is it one in which people are actually healthier, more enabled to become their best selves just because of the way business gets done? That's great. So it's really about, it's getting the program off the ground, but getting them excited about it so that they feel like there's a, there's a reason for them to actually embrace the program. So that, that's the first phase, start it. You, you characterize the second phase as build it. What's that about? So with build it, we start to build on the why. So in that initial step, we're also establishing not only the business case for well-being at work, but also the emotional case so that people feel like that they really want to get engaged on a human level. Now with the 
build it phase. This is when we're looking for very strategic ways that we can go far wide and deep, if you will. So we want to get every department involved, not just HR, but we want to get everyone involved and we want to get everyone involved on all levels from top leaders to all the employee, to the larger employee base, to also getting that middle level, those managers. And that's really been a piece that I've really focused in on, which is that middle layer. And then we also want to look for clever ways to engage people in, in this movement. And so this is where I talk about this idea of going stealth. So instead of calling it wellness, call it anything but, because the moment you talk about wellness, people will run away. They'll think it's not important. They'll think it's outside of the work that we do. And then you look for opportunities to integrate it into other initiatives, things like leadership development or safety or even onboarding. These are all, quote, stealth opportunities. And so when you incorporate it into these other initiatives, and then you use language that might be more appealing to people. So things like energy. Do you have the energy that you need to be an effective leader and build a high-performing team, for example? Or things like sustainable engagement or things like building a winning team. These are the kinds of things that really appeal to people and feel like they're more important right here, right now. You know, Laura, at i we have a, a slogan that we use internally across our 37,000 plus employees. And it is, be more with i -Corps. And, and it has multiple meanings, right? It's it's be more as as a person. It's be more in your job, G grow, you know, growth and development. So I feel like we've we've captured that that emotion in that slogan, and it's everywhere on everything that we communicate internally. I love that be more with Icor and. If you're making an effort to try to promote the health and well-being for everyone in i then I would really encourage you to connect it with that because that's something that emotionally resonates for people. Yep, yep. The third phase is making it last. Now, on the surface, I can understand what those words mean, but give us the, 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 the context. What does it mean in the context of this whole program? Well, on a very simple human level, I think a lot of us, we decide that we're going to improve our health and well-being. This is probably the most common New Year's re resolution, which is I'm going to go to the gym more or I'm going to change my diet. I'm going to stop drinking soda. And we get really excited about it at the beginning. And maybe we even kind of create a plan for it. And then by March, <laughs> at best, we've moved on to something else. Yep. So in this third phase, this is really around how does the organization create a sustainable movement that's not only exciting at the outset, that not only gets everyone involved across the organization, but really becomes a way of doing business from this point moving forward. So this is where we really need to start to think about optimizing the environment and the culture to create a new norm, to create a new environment. 
so that when people come to work, they're just naturally healthier, more enabled to become their best self because they are there. And it's no longer even an, a, a conscious process anymore. This is also where you're also really thinking about tapping into those deepest human psychological needs so that people will feel naturally drawn to this. And so one of the elements that I caution organizations around is to avoid using those extrinsic incentives and instead look for ways to really connect with what matters most. Because while those incentives may at best get people in the door, they will never keep them there. So what are those key human needs that will keep people there? So things like feeling a sense of mastery, things like feeling more connected to one another because they're part of the, of the program, and things like feeling like they connect to their deepest sense of purpose when they are engaged in these kinds of programs. Yeah. Now, Laura, of course, we're we're being high, high level here in the context of this podcast. Your book actually outlines within the framework of these three stages, 10 steps to infuse well-being and vitality into any organization. So after that gets implemented and then new employees join the company after that whole program has been implemented, and I'm not sure if program is even a fair characterization, what it should look what should it look like for new hires where you know maybe the the again program was implemented 2 years ago and now a new hire comes in you know in Q4 of 2022 well i would say very simply people know something is different when they get there and they might not quite be able to define it and i think that this is actually best captured in a story which is there were two young fish who were swimming and as they were swimming and they encountered an older fish. The older fish greeted the two younger fish and then and asked, morning boys, how's the water? And the two younger fish kept swimming. And then a couple of minutes later, one of the younger fish turned to the other and asked, what is water? <laughs> so this is how we might describe culture and environment. It's the water that we swim in. And while we may not see it much the way these two young fish did not see it, it arguably changes our behaviors in ways that we might not ever imagine. And so while we, while we often characterize ourselves as creatures of habit, and this has really been the longstanding narrative in wellness, I would say that we are in fact more creatures of culture and environment. And so those new hires that step in, the water is different. And they simply swim in the water naturally without even being able to necessarily define what's different, but they can feel it. Yeah, that's a great little story. It's a great analogy. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Well, Laura, before we get to the fun question, where would you like to send our audience to connect with you and just learn more about what you've got going on in your world? Well, I'm very active on LinkedIn, and so I encourage anyone out there to connect with me with me there. I'm at Laura Putnam. And you can also reach me on either of the two websites. One is the speaking website, lauraputnam.com or the company website, which is motioninfusion.com. Fantastic. 
And Laura, our audience knows if you're watching on video that is scrolling along the bottom of your screen. And if you're just watching or listening rather on audio, uh, just reach over to the show notes, either scroll down or scroll over, and it's all going to be linked up right there. Well, Laura, we now get to our final question, and it's the fun question. And that is where we want to know when you're not working, what do you like to do for fun? Well, I don't think it's a surprise that I am moving as much as I possibly can. So I like to bring out my inner gymnast as much as possible, whether it's in a yoga class or it's on the ski slopes or it's even just going for a hike in nature. And then for better effect, I always like to do it with others. Fantastic. So being in motion and being in motion with others. Um, it's a great recipe for fun. Can't beat that. Thank you for sharing that. And Laura, thank you for joining me here today on this episode of the podcast. I, I, I love this topic, you know, wellness in the workplace, even though you mentioned that, you know, wellness may not be a word that people necessarily get excited about. Uh, you know, you opened up our conversation by saying really bridging that gap, closing the gap between knowing and doing what we should be doing for wellness. And of course, it's it's part of our culture at ICOR. I, I shared with you the Be More with ICOR slogan. So it's just ingrained in our culture. And so I was just honored to, to bring you on for this episode and have some conversation with you around this topic and continue uh, great success with your book. Thank you so much for having me, Bernie. Great to be here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digital Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. Brought to you by iCor. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes.